You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, my name is Tanya Pinkins, and I'm the host of the podcast You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. This fall... I have a special treat for you. In honor of my debut feature film, Red Pill, Marissa Lynn Daniels Studio has been hosting weekly conversations with my fellow Broadway colleagues and co-host Sierra Renee about the red pilling of America. These conversations create a safe space for us to talk about the things that are on our mind with an election and a global pandemic. So join us for The Red Pilling of America, a spotlight series every Saturday at 5 p.m. or on the Broadway Podcast Network, You Can't Say That, bpn.fm forward slash YCST. Join the conversation. smart. You is important. You is dead. Tanya Pinkin's horror film, Red Pill, brings African-American perspective to progressive movement. We are a majority in this country, and we're going to win the election. Do you know what the red pill is? A red pill is someone who infiltrates a group and then destroys them from the inside. This place is spooky. Some people like to live dangerously. Gas, why are you so jumpy tonight? You know what, guys? I'm gonna go back tomorrow. Did you hear about the creature woman that attacked a father and son hunting down here? I don't see the case. This place creeps me out. I think we should call the sheriff's office. The only people missing or dead are brown people. They're after all of us. What do we do, Amelia? We die. But we take some of them with us. Sierra, I saw something on your Instagram today mm. about text 
the vote. Oh, yes. Yes, I was participating in a text party today. It was super confusing, but once I figured it out, then, you know, I sent over 500 um, text messages today. (laughs) And, you know, not everybody replies, but you get some replies and some people say, yes, I am going to vote and no, I'm not or fuck you or Trump 2020 or, you know, I'm not going to, I was specifically like, there were like lots of different campaigns and I was specifically working for, um, Reverend Raphael Warnock in Georgia. He's a Democrat trying to unseat Kelly Leffler, um, a Republican. Mm -hmm. I don't know that much about, uh, Rev Raph, but I was learning as I went along. And, you know, I think one of the biggest issues that we discussed on this text party thing uh a lot of these people were saying well i don't believe in killing babies aka abortion and rev raf is for is pro-choice um is for women's choice um women who are alive who get to make decisions about their own bodies who are already alive um so (laughs) as well as other things like you know affordable healthcare for everybody and, you know, things that also keep people alive. Um, but anyway, uh, so that kind of got to me. I was like, that, this is hard to have these conversations, um, you know, about a complicated issue and for people to think, well, this one issue is the reason why I'm not going to vote for this person, even though all these other issues that Kelly Leffler is, you know, doesn't support you know, um, Affordable Care Act is where all these things that are super helpful and keep living people alive right now. <laughs> they clearly don't care about that. They just care about this one issue, which is really tough. But it was, you know, good to do. And I'm going to do some more of it um, once we're done here. And then I'm also training to be a poll protector. Um yeah, so on the day I will be sent out. I don't know where I'm going yet. I'll find out, I think, tonight or tomorrow. I will be sent out to a polling place in Pennsylvania and I will have been trained by tonight on what I'm looking for, if there are any issues, if people have any questions about what is or is not allowed, like, you know, looking, people looking at your ballots behind you or trying to take your ballot to insert it unless if you didn't ask them, all sorts of stuff that's already been happening um, in the early voting. So I'll be there to help protect against the bullshit. So <laughs> in Pennsylvania, they say whoever wins Pennsylvania will win the White House. It is the most important state this time around, and the margin is narrow. It is narrow. It's been a very interesting time. I, you know, growing up, I wasn't very politically involved or knowledgeable, um, and I didn't quite understand how uh, deeply embedded racism is in this state. Um, so I I was kind of in a bubble, but now looking around, it's very clear where people stand. And we've got Biden-Harris signs right next to Trump-Pence signs, bup, 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 one right after the other, everywhere here. And it's also like very clearly delineated by class. So very, very poor whites or very, very wealthy whites have Trump Pence, which is really interesting. And then like middle class whites have a lot of Biden Harris. Almost all people of color have Biden Harris here. It would seem like this is my anecdotal understanding of driving around because I've actually been quite a few places driving around in Pennsylvania. So it's just it's just interesting um 
But yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a close one and we shall see. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. But on that Have you note. Voted already? Have you voted already? Have both of you voted? Yes. I Yes. And I've actually voted uh, in Florida. Um, I've, I'm registered in Florida. I have been registered in Florida. Um, I, that's where I was raised and um, I am still I'm still there. So I'm actually, I, I'm, I was, I voted there mm-hmm. in, Good. in person. <laughs> yes. 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 So, I, so you, you've flown across the country this in the last couple of months? I, yes. I just got back actually this week. Um, and I was, and I have to say it was actually pretty, uh, I flew Delta Airlines. I'm not being paid by Delta, but I, it was pretty amazing. Um, they were really on it. The, like very, very on it. They still, they're the only airline that does not sell a middle seat right now up through January, just a little FYI, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is lovely. It was very interesting in Florida with the uh the number of 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 not wearing masks and so that was a very interesting uh thing to come from mm. LA uh, or a New York where it's it's just different you know we've so yeah. that's that was a very interesting thing <laughs> to experience to say the least <laughs> but uh you know it is what it is and i feel like we're we will we are we are getting through, aren't we? <laughs> yes, I have a I have a friend, actually a student of mine, um, also a friend and co-star from a, a movie that I did uh, last winter. Um, he was just texting me to reschedule our Monday um, lesson because he has to fly back to New Orleans from New York because they won't accept his ballot unless he does it in person, which is crazy because also New Orleans is like out of power right now because of the storms. Like it's, he's like, I don't know what I'm about to step into. He's like, but I'm going there. There's no way anyone's going to stop me from having my vote counted, which I fully appreciate, but it's also who has money to just on a whim (laughs) fly back? You know, like some of us do and some of us a hundred percent do not. And it's just like, that's a huge barrier to people. Like it used to just be like, you know, the fact that it's not a national holiday is already a huge barrier to people because people have to work. Like what? what? And now it's like you, if you are anywhere else in the world, which a lot of people are displaced and in different places because of this pandemic and not able to live where they normally live and financially in distress. Now we have all of these extra barriers on top of the su- su- suppression that's already occurring with people putting, you know, ballot box on the side of trash cans and things like that. <laughs> it's, all the things. <laughs> it's nuts to me. But it also is just it makes it so abundantly clear in my eyes that our voices are so important. They wouldn't be working this hard to make us feel like our voices didn't matter unless they really did. Right. Absolutely. I was listening to Heather Cox Richardson this week. She's a um, a historian and she actually puts out a daily letter to Americans. And she was explaining that there's always been two um, branches of ideas about what a democracy is. And one of them, which most of the founding fathers believed in, was ruled by the elite. 
democracy mm. as ruled by the elite. And then mm. the other branch was democracy as rule of the people, by the people, for the people. The rule by the elite branch, of course, they had the money, they had the newspaper so they could get their message out. And their message was one, if you let all these people vote, then income will get redistributed and we'll have less. Two, if you let all these people vote, poor people will vote. And poor people means black people, means communism, means atheism, means a godless nation. So the sell for not having democracy by the people for the people Mm -hmm. is that if you do, it will lead to a godless nation. And what's crazy is when we look at each part of our democracy as it is representative republic or whatever we actually have occurring right now, you know, like what we came on here really to talk about is this concept of minority rule. Like we have an entire, each part of our government is essentially being ruled over by not the majority sentiments of our country, right? And, you know, having Amy Coney Barrett (laughs) come in at the last second, just slide on into the plate, um, even (laughs) though, you know, they there was the uh, Merrick Merrick Garland. Is that is that the name? Um, You know, they didn't want to let 11 months before the election, they didn't want to bring in a new justice because it just wasn't right to the majority of the people who were going to vote that year. And it's like such total hypocrisy, right? But their whole plan and point is that they want to have this minority role, like the top percentage of people with the most money and get to make the decisions. They feel they are entitled to it. They feel that, you know, the common voter is uneducated and whatever. They feel like what Tanya just said, it's, oh, it's black people. And then, then it'll be godless and it'll redistribute wealth, which it's interesting. Like I still, I guess I don't know enough about socialism or communism because when I hear like just the concepts, you know, not how they've played out in reality necessarily, but when I hear the concepts of like everyone is taken care of, everyone can meet their basic needs, you know, things are redistributed in a way where there's not these huge gaps between people. That sounds good to me, but... (laughs) Well, I'm right. in Korea, and what was interesting actually last night when I, because I'm a day ahead of you guys, mm-hmm. um, this new friend here was explaining to me because he happens to be reading uh, Marx right now, and what he was saying is socialism focused on the group, and it wanted to make everybody the group, like there's just a group, and the group everybody gets the same thing identically, and capitalism focused on the individual. And he said, what we've been missing is something that says they're both in the same way that light is both a particle and a wave. We are both very individual, but we're also very community oriented. And we haven't come up with a system that allows us to be both. It's either you're Mm. fiercely individualistic or you're for the group and we are both. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's 
Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think that's also like, I think that speaks to a lot of the issues that we had this year um, and just in general, but this year, especially just being, feeling incapable of holding both things, right? Like you can be a liberal who doesn't agree with abortion, right? Or you can be a, or, you know, or you could be a conservative that feels like they could be pro-choice or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like we can have things that feel like they're separate or different and they can actually exist in the same being, right? They can exist in the same uh, group. They can exist in the same system. They can exist like all, like even just, um, I don't know, like racism can exist in a person who is also generally kind. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, (laughs) like we struggle to understand that you know, we are these supremely complex and complicated human beings that can hold more than one thing at the same time. Um, Michael, do you want to speak to that at all? Just about, you know, I think also just the experience of being like the duality of being, you know, a person of color in this time as well as holding space for different things at once. Absolutely. I mean, I firstly feel like that there is no, I feel like we need to have grace for growth and we, um, we are lacking grace. You got to define grace for us. Define grace. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what does that look like too? So, yeah. So I, I, the compassion, um, the idea that we can coexist in a, in a, uh, whether we don't agree, we may not agree on, on certain things that there's, that there is, um, a, you know, brother's keeper moment. It's like, it's like a one-on-one thing. I just like think about being raised and my mom's just saying like, look out for your brother. And, uh, while there is a capitalist and a, we we have both in this country as 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 Tanya and 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 Sierra I, I completely agree. there's that thing right that there's sort of that that both thing but like why can't we have why can't there be a moment of us being together like actually just looking out for each other on a fundamental level not not you know we can put aside all of the 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 social uh, things but what about like decency like let's just go let's just start 101 <laughs> like I, and i think, and for me that is what i feel like has been a huge thing that seems to have just completely gone away um on so many levels but I think it's like I was raised in a home where we, if we saw someone who didn't have, we brought them into our home. And so yes. I grew up with all of these complete strangers to me. They didn't have a home. We moved them into our home because we could afford to share a bed or share a meal. Um, the rule by elite people believe that if you don't have, it's God's will and you're not supposed to have. Mm-hmm. And that they do have because God, you know, ordained that they would have. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, they are, they're able to ignore the fact that they lied, they cheated, they stole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, that that disconnect, that cognitive dissonance is, uh, we can't ignore it. <laughs> Absolutely. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that the biggest thing that has come one of the, you know out of this insane time um, is th- while before like pre-pandemic the world was just the go, 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 and the, like, extreme um, abundance, if you will, that we all participated in, you know, whether it's uh, flying here to go and, you know, do this. Now I'm coming back to do my show. Now I'm coming back. Oh, well, I'm going to go do this now. Now I'm going to go do that. Oh, right. But now, like, let me get, now, wait a minute, let's get some social stuff in there. Like, it Literally, it feels like there was so much going on. And what this time I feel like has really, really exposed is this idea of decency. And like the sides have, everyone went into their troops. Everyone went into their, 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 their sides and, 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 and an explosion happened. And so uh, I am, it feels, for me, it feels so... Um, I'm kind of, unfortunately, I've, I got, I've gotten numb to where we are and I've had to really uh, figure out what it is that, like, what was my protest? Like, what was my protest to this all, like, to, to this thing in terms of, like, what can, what can I add to the conversation? And what I have come up with, truly, out of all of this, was joy. <laughs> I was like, well, my protest is going to be joy. I'm going to be a gay black man <laughs> living in joy. That to me is saying that, you know, whether it's the elite, the um whoever, whoever who doesn't want my voice and what my what what matters from me, that I'm going to say, "Okay, well, that's my protest because actually it's the complete opposite. I don't have to be the face of a black man that is getting leaned on, like bent on and knelt on and like what can I do now to support to, to be able to support that because I'm completely against it, obviously, but I can't just be a face of a black of a black person who is down. And so what can mm-hmm. I do to show, you know, <laughs> that there's actually a lot of us and a so, lot of us have joy. <laughs> and I'm, I like to play devil's advocate. So I, I do think that my superpower is my ability to know that my joy is independent of the material. So mm-hmm. here's my question to you. Let's say the Supreme Court makes homosexuality illegal. How are you going to maintain Which is joy? very likely. It could. How it could happen. Joy? I'm going to, I am going to have to, one, 
get okay with my husband and I and that we still believe with, we still believe in our unity. Whether it is, whether it is um, recognized, you know, from, uh, from the, the exactly that, which PS was the way it was only five years ago. Uh, and at our wedding, the first thing that was read was the, was the, uh, was the same sex, you know, and Justice Scalia's reading, like that was read at our, that was, that's how our wedding started. Um, and so that was only, at that point, that was four years before that, you know, it's only technically been a year since we've technically been married. We've been together for 11 years. But before that, we were still doing the same thing, but we believed in in us, and I still walked around in my light, be, really uncomfortable with you know the stuff that I had to get through with being grown up, growing up Baptist, growing up that I'm not told I'm not, I'm less than because I am gay, because I am black, because of all you know all those things. So what is it that I had to get right with Michael James Scott first to be able to walk in that light, so that nothing around me affected my joy. I think it would be very, very hard, uh, and I'm not saying it would be easy at all <laughs> to to. But it's definitely something I've thought about because you know it's scary to think about what that could mean right now so with, with our do? system. It's illegal now. It's, it's now illegal. illegal. You can't walk down the street and hold hands. You can't. Uh, you can't even live in the same house anymore. You know. I mean, there's China. It's illegal to be homosexual in China. It's illegal. Right. There's it's still illegal. places in the world where homosexuality is illegal. Yes. What if that comes to America? How are you going to live every day? I'm going to have to surround myself with the people who I know support that and trust that we can all, I mean, unless I move to some out of the country and I am somewhere that it is accepted or, you know, whatever it is, but I'm going to have to, rely on the people that I know, sort of the tribe that I am with who believe in it and that it's okay and I'm protected. I know that my parents and the people in my, in that, the circle around me who have raised me and all those things are, will protect me in that, in that light. And so I will have to depend on that. That would, that I would have to sort of really walk in that, you know, but I also, I also come from a place of people who have fought for me beforehand, and not just the gay community, but my my black ancestors who died for me to stand here, sit here, and say to you this stuff. Um, Are you willing and to so, die? Are you willing to lay your life on the line to fight for the rights that you now have? Well, I have. I ha- I mean, I have marched. I have walked. I have been. I don't know if. I mean, I have. I have been discriminated against with cop, you know, cops sort of looking at both my brother and I who are black men and, you know, put us, you know, basically like saying, you're, you're this, you're, you're, you know, I was called the N word from a teacher, like my fifth grade teacher, um, in, 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 in school and figuring out what that actually means. So in terms of dying for it, I feel like if, if, if I am walking in my light and if something were to happen to me because I, I am marching or whatever it is, then, then I'm going to have, then that, that's the consequence that I have to face for that. Right. So what I can't do is I can't sit in the house all day. Hmm. I can't um, because there are too many other people who have fought for, for me to be able to, to not sit in the house. 
black? No, he's actually he's actually white. So we're, there's another element, an interracial um, couple, and we are. It's a it's it's that's a very interesting thing with our families. You know, we've 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 made a modern. You know, we've combined our families and uh, on so many uh, elements. I have. I have Trump voting family members and as well, P.S. as a black man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I see your face, Tanya. Miss <laughs> Bacon I said. I have Trump voting family members, so I know. Yeah, so you get it. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I, you know, which is a very interesting thing. I have that and then I have not that, you know? And, and so um, that is a very, again, I come back to grace. <laughs> I come back to what that means mm-hmm. in order for me to be okay with all of that. Yeah. It is, it is <laughs> it, this, no, this question of grace, I think it's really great. And we talked about it a little bit with like the cancel culture and things like that. It's like the question of what do you ultimately want at the end? Like what's the end goal? Do you want to change people's minds and like bring them to your side so we can all coexist? Or do you just want to strike down the thing that you don't agree with, right? Like I just watched like the last 45 minutes of the sequel to the Borat um, <laughs> movie. So oh did, y'all, did y'all see? I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It was, the whole thing. There you was did? a moment, there was a moment where, I mean, I don't think I'm giving too much away, but there was a moment where he's at a rally um, very conservative Trump rally, um, I believe in the South. I don't remember where he was. And he starts just kind of improv like this, this song uh, about, you know, <laughs> F the Democrats and, you know, and what do we do with them? What, what are we going to do with them? Should we, you know, do one of two things? And the one thing was like, cut them up like the Saudis do. And all these people, and these are, I mean, these are real people. All these people are like, yeah, cut them up like the Saudis do. He made a song of it. He made a song of it. And And they they were like chanting along and being like, yeah, we love that. And thinking it was so funny. And like it, I mean, you're like laughing and also like, ah, this is horrifying. Because like, I, I do not in any way want anybody to be chopped up like the Saudis do. Okay. I don't, I, I don't, I'm speaking for me. I don't want that. What I want is to call people in. I want people. (laughs) Well, this is why you wrote, look, she wrote red pill. I did not write red pill. Right. But it's like, it's like, what is the end goal? Is the end goal to cut down anyone who doesn't agree with you? Or is the end goal to help bring humanity forward? Like that's, that's what I, I'm of two minds. Mm. And I go back to the the Great Iroquois Confederacy and the Inuit people. And um, those were cultures that believed that certain people were irremediable. And if you had an irremediable person, it was the responsibility of the group for the group to mm. kill them mm. because their threat to the group was too great. Their Mm. commitment to the group was greater than allowing any individual. And that was raping, killing, you know, causing great harm to the group. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm. about that and I'm like, 
you know, these are what we call the peaceful cultures that colonialism came in and wiped out. Mm -hmm. But the way they maintained their peace over 10,000 years was by going, you're dangerous to us. We're going to kill you. And essentially, those people from the groups that allowed those people to rise to the top came in and wiped them out because they didn't have those kind of evil people to fight the the colonials Mm. who came. Mm. They had Mm. wiped them out because they wanted to live peacefully. (laughs) Right. And and I think that's also what we're seeing, right, is that like true peaceful protests or true like peaceful anything doesn't actually move the needle quite as much as we'd hope right it's only when people start feeling like oh you coming from my check you coming from my neck i'm scared that's when we start seeing movement right like that's the tough part about all this stuff you know i it's so hard when you're like you have all these you know pundits or whatever talking and they're like obviously the 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 injustices against the black people are, are so bad destroying property guys come on you know you're like like, well first of all the priorities there are just wrong but it's like but the point is y'all haven't listened and the only way that you have started listening the only way that we started seeing movement was destruction so it is really tough i mean i'm down for burning buildings trying not to burn humans and it for me it it's hard for me to think that there are irredeemable people, like they can't be shifted in some way. However, I i mean, maybe they can't be in this lifetime. But if I think that, then it, it comes down to the question of who gets to decide who is irredeemable, right? Like who gets to decide? And then what we have right now is people deciding who doesn't have value, who doesn't matter, who is irredeemable, who doesn't who doesn't serve society. You know, we have people deciding that. And because because the concept of irredeemable exists. And so I'm almost like, what happens if we get rid of that concept then we're not allowed to do quite the same things of like wiping people out, enslaving them, like mass incarceration, all sorts of things. Like we're not, we shouldn't be able to do those things then. But we did get rid of that concept when it comes to white men because there are mass murderers. Well, there you have it. And yet Ah. they are always redeemable. Right. So the concept exists, but only for some people. Right. in the, in the Great Iroquois Confederacy and in the Inuit cultures, you also had the concept of a real democracy, which is we do not have an unhappy minority. Hmm. So if the entire group cannot agree, then it's not time to make the decision. Ooh. So hmm. we have to wait for more information. Say, say that again. If the, there's no such thing as an unhappy minority, like the concession thing that we talk about now, we're mm-hmm. okay, I'm unhappy, but I'm going to concede. They didn't believe in that. If we couldn't come up with a solution that everyone was happy with, then it's not time to make that decision. And so we all have to live in our discomfort until circumstances change such that we can come up with a decision that everyone can be happy with. Not that they're conceding to and accepting their unhappiness. We have to wait until circumstances shift that we can come up with a solution that works for everyone. Ooh, we don't even have a long game. We don't even have a culture now that will sit with being with not having a solution. We're looking quick to come up with what's the fix? What's the fix? Rather than just sitting in the discomfort of something's not working. Right. Let's be uncomfortable in what's not working. 
until we can see all of the parts of what what's not working and what's not working for different people and bring all that to the table to even begin to find a new solution. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, I'm definitely one of those people that want some freaking solutions though. <laughs> What is the solution to this year? I I am a solution. I am a solution person as well. Please. And I'm a process person. I am all process. process. We need each other. Process. We need each other. You're, we, we balance each other out, right? We need, it takes all kinds. This is Tanya Pinkins. You're listening to You Can't Say That on the Broadway Podcast Network. That was part one of my conversation with Michael James Scott on Spotlight, the Red Pilling of America. Come back for part two. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.